Instead of asking, what does it take to be happy, as we usually do, today we're going to ask, if my goal were to be unhappy, if I really wanted to make myself miserable, what would I do? Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating negativity one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. Today, I want to share a little trick that you can use to help you reframe the way that you think about what makes you happy. And if you apply this trick, you can use it to sort of stack the odds in your favor. So you're taking more of the actions that make you feel happy and fewer actions that don't. The process is something called inversion thinking, and it's something that Charlie Munger talks about. I don't know if he invented the idea, but that's where I first heard about it. And if you don't know who that is, Charlie Munger is a famous billionaire investor. He's Warren Buffett's business partner, so obviously insanely successful. And he has a really great way of processing information. So even though he talks about inversion thinking in terms of business and investing, I think that it can apply equally well when we think about happiness and inner growth. So basically, inversion thinking is really, really simple. First, you reverse your goal, and then you ask yourself what you would do to achieve that inverted result. Then, to reach your real goal, you do the opposite. So, for example, if you have a goal to save money for retirement, using inversion thinking, you might say, well, if I want to be broke by the time I'm 65, what should I do? And the answer might be, well, if I always spend every penny I earn, or if I keep charging random things on my credit card. Those are two really great ways to go broke. In reality, I want the opposite. I want to retire well. So I shouldn't spend every penny that I earn or rack up loads of bad debt. Does that make sense? The point is, we can use this same process to think about our own happiness. So instead of asking, what does it take to be happy, as we usually do, today we're going to ask, if my goal were to be unhappy, if I really wanted to make myself miserable, what would I do? I did this exercise myself recently, and here's the list I came up with. So firstly, I would worry a lot. I would try to fret about as many things as I possibly could. And that goes into number two, which is that I would try to control every single detail of what happens in my life. I would be really, really specific about one single right way that everything in my life should be. And then I would get really upset and I would get really worried anytime anything drifted away from that idea. Number three, I would try to judge constantly whether where I am right now, what I'm doing in this moment and the progress that I'm making is on track towards where I want to be. And I would obsess about any little thing that might be sending me off track. Number four, I would constantly stress myself out by trying to accelerate my goals at a crazy pace. 
I would set arbitrary deadlines that completely overwhelmed me, and I would freak out whenever I didn't hit them. I would even let this stress paralyze me in the weeks and the months leading up to that deadline, because I would be obsessed about not meeting those most ambitious goals that I could imagine. Number five, whenever I do reach my goals, I would pretend that the goal wasn't actually important to me. I would decide that it was silly or easy, and I would immediately raise the bar and push back the feeling of success and fulfillment that I might otherwise feel. And I would decide in that moment that the real goal was something farther away and that I was still a long ways off. Number six, I would judge my life according to others' ideas of what is right or good or successful. I would let other people convince me that their definition of a good life is right and my definition is wrong. Number seven, I would compare my achievements to others. I would look at every single area of my life and I would try to find one person in the world who did or who can do that thing better than me. Then I would beat myself up about it. So if I could find one person in the world who has more money than I do, I'd decide I was a failure. Or if I could find one person in the world who's in better shape, then I'd decide I was a failure. If I could find one person with a better relationship, I'd decide I was a failure. And I'd repeat this for every single idea that's important to me in my life. Number eight, I would assume that every single bad thing in my life, everything that I don't like, was permanent. And I would assume that every good thing was fleeting. Number nine, if my goal were to make myself miserable, I would try to become incredibly sarcastic all of the time. Number 10, I would focus on as many negative things as I could find. I'd talk about things that bother me. I'd look for reasons to hate people. I'd find the thorn on every single rose, and I'd make sure that everyone around me had a chance to poke at that thorn. I'd make sure that everyone gets a chance to trigger me and to try to make me upset. Number 11, I would blame everyone for everything. I would decide that I was the victim of every negative circumstance and that there was absolutely nothing that I could do about it. Number 12 is that I would hold on to grudges. If someone did something to upset me, no matter how small it was or how long ago it might have been, I would hold on to it and I would try to remember it every day. I would go through a list of everyone who's ever wronged me and I would seethe in silent hatred for those people. Number 13, I would close myself off to others. I would put up a wall, and I would try very, very hard not to let anyone in. Number 14, I would decide that no matter what, I was not enough. And I would spend as much time as possible bouncing back and forth between wallowing in the fact that I'm not enough and stressing myself out about it, trying to wear myself out, desperately trying to prove otherwise. And number 15, lastly, I would decide that the entire world is against me. I would decide that people are genuinely awful, that they will lie, cheat, and trick you every chance that they get, and that they are cold and mean-spirited, and that the world is just this cruel, evil place that we have to suffer through. Now, I could go on, but I'll leave it there for now. And I hope that you'll agree that when we do this exercise, it becomes really, really easy to see some of the flaws in our everyday thinking, our everyday habits, 
and it becomes easier to point out some things that we do that really aren't serving us at all. I mean, I know for me, just writing this list, some of these jumped out at me, and I thought, you know what? I am kind of sarcastic sometimes. I could definitely be better at that. Or I do downplay my achievements at times. I could celebrate more of my victories instead. I could celebrate more of my little wins on a daily basis. Now, which one of these jumps out at you might be different? Um, I was speaking with a friend and I read in this list and he said, you know, Kyle, this makes me realize I do have some beliefs that the world is a hard place to be in right now, that it's tough to get by in this world and that people are kind of mean. And so that's a bigger issue to work through. And that's okay. But the idea is that by doing this exercise, you get pointed in the right direction. And I think that this process gets at these opportunities for improvement in a really soft and gentle way. Because it's not critical. In fact, it's almost comical. And I think it's kind of fun. So I really encourage you to try this out for yourself. Make your own list. See what things you would do if you tried to make yourself miserable. And then work on flipping those in your day-to-day -day life. So I'm going to leave it here for now. But in the next episode, we'll take this list of 15 things and we'll flip it back so it points the way towards real actions, real changes that we can make in order to be happier in our day-to-day -day lives. Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to put these ideas to work in your own life, head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for Happiness University. When you do, you'll have access to all of the tools and strategies you need to eliminate negative thoughts by tuning in to The Joy Within. You can follow a simple step-by-step -step system to become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.